This is The Jerry Callahan Show. It is Monday, September 18th. How was your weekend, everybody? I had a great weekend. I, uh, what I do? Played a little golf, went for a bike ride. I went out uh, to the beach and watched the hurricane, which didn't include any rain, just lots and lots of wind. But it was pretty wild at some, you know, big waves. You know, it was fun. Uh, what else did I do? Oh, yeah, I watched a murder. I watched a murder on uh, on Twitter, on social media. Lots of people watched a murder. It was kind of a big deal. A gentleman named Andreas, Andreas Propes, a retired police chief, 64 years old. He was a cop for 35 years in California. He retired to the Vegas area in Nevada. And a few weeks ago, he went out on his morning bike ride. Every morning he'd go out, 6 a.m., go for a bike ride. Apparently he was a healthy guy, married, wife, Crystal, two kids, Michael and Taylor. He's dead. He's dead. Andreas Probst is dead because a car full of punks, youths, um, we don't know their names. We don't know the driver's name. He's 17 years old. He stole a car. They stole a Hyundai Elantra. They smashed into another car for kicks, had a good laugh, and then they saw Mr. Probst up the road wearing a red sweatshirt, pedaling away as he did every morning. And just for kicks, they killed him. They ran him down. They killed him. And they said, uh, I guess I can't repeat what they said. That N-word ain't moving. That N-word is dead. And they laughed. And even more bizarre, one of the punks posted the video on social media. Initially, it was reported a... uh, Bicyclist died in a bike crash. That's what the Las Vegas Review Journal said. A bike crash. If you're watching along with us and you hadn't seen it yet, there it is. If you're with us on Locals, there you go. I don't think I've ever watched a murder. I've seen lots of fights on social media, lots of smashing grabs, lots of punks robbing stores, beating up clerks. Seen lots of that kind of stuff on social media. More and more every day in Biden's America. As uh, uh, cities descend into chaos, I don't recall ever watching a murder. This is uh, America in 2023. Um, did you hear about this? Did you see this? Anybody? Did you see this, Ironhead? You were busy over the weekend. You were out there playing golf and in the middle of the hurricane. Did you happen to see this over the weekend? The only time I've heard about this or seen it is from you, actually. I sent it to you. I said, we're going to talk about this. Um, Even if nobody else does, here is the most infuriating part. I shouldn't say the most infuriating, obviously, that these punks have no, no concern for human life. Just they're just dead inside these monsters. And we don't know what's going to happen to them. We don't know their names. We don't know the driver's name because he's a youth. He's a 17 year old who committed murder. And for some reason, we can't hear his name. You get to see him right there in the video quickly, having a good laugh after killing a police for a retired police chief. Um, Here is one of the more infuriating elements to this. I just looked, not a word in the New York Times. I just watched all morning. I went from CNN to MSNBC. I flipped through the uh, morning shows on the networks. Thought maybe, you know, they'd mention it in passing because it is so disturbing. Not a word. 
All right, let's play a game, everybody. Are you ready? Ironhead, are you ready? Who we got in the comment line? Mark and Chris and Robert. I love games. Go on with us. Let's play a little game on this Monday morning. How about just for kicks? Let's reverse the races. Now, we all know race is irrelevant. Race, who cares what color anybody is? Um, except the mainstream media. It's all that matters. This Let's reverse the races. These are two white punks in the Hyundai Elantra. They stole a car. They smashed into another car. They drove around, videotaping everything, laughing, giggling, having a grand time. 6 a.m., by the way, the chief just, he gets up early. He goes for a bike ride. These punks, they don't go to bed. They haven't been to bed yet. Anyway, let's play that game. Two white punks see a retired police chief pedaling along the side of the road in Las Vegas. He's three miles from his home, just a nice little morning bike ride. He's black. They're white. Do you think there would be anything else in the news this morning? Do you think they would talk about anything else on Morning Joe? You think the New York Times might have one or two or 10 or 20 stories about this? Do you think, I don't know, that the uh, that Black Lives Matter would be standing up and screaming? Do you think celebrities would be talking about this and saying how it's uh, indicative of, uh, of uh, white supremacy in America today? This, that first of all, the name Andreas Propes would be a household name already. This happened a few weeks ago, August 14th. Um, they didn't, they, uh, we hadn't, hadn't gone viral till this weekend. It took a month or more for this to go viral, but there it is. And it's out there for everybody to see. It's on social media. It's on Twitter. I don't know if they're allowing it on Facebook and Instagram, but uh, you should see it. You should watch it. You should watch it over and over again. This is the biggest problem in America today. It is young fatherless punks with no appreciation for human life laughing as they take a man's life laughing as they run him down and drive on. If this were uh, white guys did this to a black man, how oh, Kirk Herbstreet would be crying on, uh, on, on TV. Next time he shows up, Nate Burleson would have cried yesterday on the uh, Sunday morning or pregame show with uh, with Boomer and Phil Sims and those guys. The family of Andreas Probst would be on their way to the White House. Joe Biden would have addressed this already. Kamala Harris would have addressed it. Every single Democrat in Congress would be weeping openly for the life of Andreas Probst. That's how screwed up we are in this country right now. He doesn't matter at all. Andreas Probst's life doesn't matter. White life, the old white guy, doesn't matter. They might see this. They won't care. They'll just keep scrolling. If he were black, it, he would be more famous today than George Floyd or Breonna Taylor or Jacob Blake or any of the, the other BLM martyrs, statues, murals. It would be the biggest deal in America today. It would be, it would be proof that we suffer from white supremacy, that, 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 that racism is alive and well in this country, but it's two black punks, white guy, not a story. This is not a story to MSNBC or CNN or ABC or The View. The View, you think The View will mention it today? We'll get to The Definitely View. Definitely not. We'll get to The View. Joy Behar says uh, Vivek Ramaswamy is dumb. Yes, she said that. We'll get to that. But 
to me, there's lots of big stories today. There's lots of lots of big deals out there. The the president of Iran just landed in New York City. He's going to the UN. The president of Iran, who has uh, called for the death of Americans, who has literally uh, called for the assassination of Americans and and uh, funded the the killing of U.S. soldiers in Iraq. That's what Iran does. He's in New York. And you know what he has that Robert Kennedy doesn't have? He has Secret Service protection. <laughs> that's, how bizarre, that's how upside down this world is. RFK Jr.'s life has been threatened. And Joe, Kent, Joe Biden, yeah, the compassionate one, the empathetic one. He doesn't think RFK Jr. deserves Secret Service protection. Finally, they've gotten rid of the dress code in the U.S. Senate. Gee, wonder why you're now allowed to wear gym shorts. You used to have to wear a suit and tie in the Senate because we're accommodating this brain dead vegetable from from uh, from Pennsylvania. You can now wear gym shorts and hoodies in the U.S. Senate, and uh, no big deal. We just lost an F thirty five jet, a fighter jet. The pilot ejected somewhere over South Carolina, put the jet on autopilot, and ejected, and it's flying around pilotless and we don't know where it is i would say check ukraine that's or maybe check afghanistan that's where most of our uh, high tech weaponry is and uh, we got a bizarre bizarre donald trump interview i i finally listened to the entire megan kelly interview and i came to a conclusion after watching trump and megan kelly i made my decision i'm no longer ever i know who i want as my nominee in 2023 megan kelly for president Megyn Kelly does such a good job at this. Trump did okay, but then he went on with Kristen Welker, the new host of whatever, the Chuck Todd show. Uh, what is that? Meet the Press. And it was uncomfortable. I mean, I, some some of the Trump's responses were good. Some were good and combative. She hates him. He hates her. There was good tension, but he had a, just an insane response to her questions about abortion. You better be ready for this because it's going to be an issue in the campaign. And, uh, that he did not, uh, he did not uh, acquit himself well in this interview when she asked about abortion. We'll get to all that, but I really feel like today, um, if I'm going to sit here and accuse the media, these racist scumbags in the mainstream media, these absolute maggots, these these pieces of garbage that see a man get murdered, they see it, they watch it, and then they say. What else you got? Some editor in the New York Times boardroom, some editor at the Washington Post making a call, sees this and says, no, you know, normally would write up, I don't know, 10 paragraphs, put it on the website, maybe put it on, uh, have a video, have someone talk about it on their website. They're not going to do any of that. It's just so sickening. It's so cynical. It's, it's, it's just depraved. The idea that you can watch that video, read that story, I mean, I've been reading all the stories. There's a whole story in the Las Vegas Review Journal of them defending themselves because they ran a headline and they said Probst, the retired police chief, died in a bike crash. In a bike crash. They claimed they didn't know about this video, didn't know uh, exactly what happened. He, he was hit. His family was alerted from his Apple Watch. They went that he was down and they went and found him three miles from their home and rushed him to the hospital where he died. This was uh, more than a month ago. And the Las Vegas Review Journal said they didn't know it was a hit and run 
by two punks laughing at the death of Andreas Probst. So they didn't cover it initially, but you know, let's be honest. They're not going to cover it like they would if Probst were black, they would make a martyr out of him. They would make this a indictment on the entire country. That is to me, it's just sick. By the way, this guy was innocent. George Floyd is the ultimate BLM martyr. He, he was a criminal and a fentanyl addict who had enough fentanyl in him to kill him when he died uh, at the hands of the Minneapolis Police Department. Um, this is from the New York Post. Just they, they, they covered it. I looked. It's, it's not covered by most mainstream media I, outlets. I tried finding video of, of any news organization talking about this. I could barely find a column from anybody. Right. You go right from the New York Post to like these weird, obscure websites who picked up on the video and wrote about it and 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 good for them. But there is this is intentional, deliberate. This is what the New York Times and the Boston Globe and the and NBC and CNN. This is what they do. They see this story. God knows it's out there on social media, on Twitter. It's in the New York Post. They see it and they make a decision. Let's ignore it. This guy's life didn't matter. The poor guy had the misfortune of being white and getting killed by two black scumbags. Tough break for you, Andreas. If you had been black and they'd been, you'd be, you'd be famous today. You'd be dead, but there'd be murals on the side of buildings. There'd be marches in the street. There'd be people on, on CNN weeping openly at your death. But you were born white, so nobody gives a damn. That's basically where we are in America today. The Post, the only mainstream media, the only big outlet that I've seen had even covered it, writes a retired California police chief appeared to be deliberately mowed down and killed while riding his bike in Las Vegas by a laughing teenage driver whose pal can be heard saying, yeah, hit his ass. Andreas Probst, 64, was killed after he delib- after he was deliberately struck while out for a morning bike ride, 6 a.m., August 14th. The unidentified 17-year-old driver in the Hyundai was arrested soon afterward, the Las Vegas Review-Journal reported. The teen has since been charged with murder after police discovered the video. Gee, tough case, tough case to crack there, huh? They post video and say, hit his ass. Uh, the weekend, this weekend, the shocking <laughs> footage went viral showing the driver asking his buddy, are you ready? As the passenger f- films laughing. Yeah. Hit his ass. Said the passenger. Uh, the disturbing clip begins with the passengers cursing at other cars as they speed by on North Tanaya way near West Centennial Parkway. The video shows the car approaching a man in a red in red, riding a bicycle on the side of the road from behind. With his friend's encouragement, the driver pulls into the bike lane behind him, honks his horn, and deliberately smashes directly into his back tire with a loud bang, sending the cyclist flying. The passenger films the man lying helplessly on the side of the road behind the vehicle. Quote, damn, that N-word got knocked out, the passenger says, as the driver could be heard 
uh, stepping on the gas. Uh, it goes on. There's pictures of Probst. I mean, this guy's a, apparently was a, a great guy, had a great career in law enforcement in Southern California, retired, moved to Vegas. Uh, the 17-year-old was arrested the same day as the as Probst's death on suspicion of hit and run. He was later charged with murder because of the video. So they charged him with hit and run thinking, you know, who would do that purposely? They did it by accident. Then they see the video. They upgrade the charges to murder. And my uh, replies when I tweeted about this were, you know, almost all of them saying death penalty. Put him in the put him in the meat grinder, feet first. The wood chipper, feet first. You know, put these animals down. Um, I got news for you. They, they these guys will be out by the time before they're thirty. They will do half the time that Enrique Tario, the leader of the Proud Boys, who wasn't at the Capitol on January 6th, he got 22 years for encouraging the riot, you know, encouraging unrest like Ayanna Presley did, like Kamala Harris did. He got 22 years. The guy Joe Biggs, who pulled down a fence outside the Capitol, got 17 years. These two punks, neither of them will do a decade. They'll be you know, underage, tough upbringing, tough upbringing. Maybe they, maybe they're victors, victims of uh, systemic racism. There'll be all kinds of uh, reasons for this behavior. It is, it is so sickening that I think it should be headline news, not because it would be if it were the races were reversed. It should be headline news because the the apathy, that the just the the soulless dark hole that inside these two punks is a big deal. It's what, what, what it's why cities have descended into chaos and why crime is out of control and why in Chicago, and I'm going to check the numbers right now, Chicago over the weekend, every weekend there's dozens and dozens of shootings. Now, uh, again, the media doesn't care because the media doesn't give a damn about young black guys unless they're killed by AR-15s or white cops. If they're killed by other black, young black guys, they don't care. If they're young black guys and they're killing old white guys, they don't care. The media doesn't, they check, see, is the shooter, is the killer white? No, eh, we're done here. Then they check to see, did the killer use an AR-15? No, we're done here. We don't care. Uh, that It is it, why these people are just so, just so, so it's immoral and, and just so sinister. This would be all Ayanna Presley was tweeting about if probes were black. That she'd be tweeting about all AOC would be talking about it. Al Sharpton, who was on this morning, <laughs> he's got a full-time gig. Al Sharpton on MSNBC, a NBC station, would be, he'd be on his way to Vegas right now. He'd be in his private jet on his way to Vegas to march uh, in, in, and say this man's life mattered. But he, he, what other conclusion he come to? To them, his life doesn't matter. His, his, it, it's irrelevant. He's white. They can't use it. That, that's the sickening thing. To, if they can use it, if Joe Biden and Kamala Harris and Ayanna Presley and AOC and Al Sharpton and Joe Scarborough, if they can use it, they will use it. If, there's, if they can't, if there's Andreas Probe, is no, no use to them. They move on. It's like, yeah, we got other things to do. Uh, well, you know what? You know how, how can how can we exploit the situation if they can't exploit it? And there it is. I just click and uh, Chicago weekend shootings, eighteen shot across the 
city over the weekend. Um, I can go through the ages. That was probably just by breakfast on Saturday, if I was to guess. Uh, Right. That's not a, probably don't have the shootings from last night yet. This is uh, 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 from Chicago, ABC seven, 18 people killed over the weekend. One of the victims was a teenage girl shot inside her home Friday evening. Uh, That goes to uh, a 16 year old girl uh, shot in the arm. The shooter fled the scene. No one's in custody. And then they go through two women, 58 and 41, and a 28-year-old man were shot in their legs and transported to the hospital. No one's in custody. At least 13 other people were shot over the weekend. That's a slow weekend for uh, Chicago. But none of these people matter because they're shot by other black people, and the and Ayanna Presley doesn't give a damn about black people who aren't shot by white people or cops, period. And this thing has, they have no interest, zero interest. These people are sick, depraved, lowlifes. They really are. Every single one. And I include, of course, the president, the vice president, Corinne Jean-Pierre, John Kirby, all of them. They would all be talking about this nonstop today and tomorrow and for the next month. We would know everything about probes. In fact, we'd know everything about the shooters. I mean, the, the killers in the Hyundai Elantra, but it ain't happening. It doesn't matter. They committed murder for fun. They are now going to prison where they probably figured they were going to end up anyway. They, I, I don't know this. I can't find it in the story, but I'm going to tell you right now. I'm going to say it definitively. Neither of these punks has a father in the home. Neither of them has been raised by two parents. Just that's, that's a pretty, that's a pretty safe bet there, Jerry. It's, over 70% of black kids today are in uh, fatherless homes and that the numbers uh, are overwhelming on how that leads to a life of crime and uh, dropping out of school and having no job and ending up in prison that, that these kids knew that them someday they would end up in prison and now they're going there and they're like, yeah, whatever. That's where I belong. They knew they were going to prison and they thought they would have some laughs and kill some poor old white guy. Uh, remember the name. If even if, even if no one in the mainstream media will even utter this name, even if it will never appear in the Washington Post, you should know the name Andreas Probst. I've uh, been reading about him. Sounds like an upstanding guy, just a normal guy. Cop for thirty-five years, became a chief in Southern Cal, outside of Los Angeles. Retired to Vegas. Got up early in the morning. Went for a bike ride. And that was the last thing he did on August 14th, 2023. And the media, again, all the politicians, all the Democrats, even in Nevada, they'll just give it a good leaving alone. Well, white guy killed by black guys who gives a damn. Let's uh, let's uh, go back. Let's let's talk more about uh, you know, George Floyd and white supremacy and the biggest threat to the homeland. White supremacy. Joe Biden. Uh, we'll get to Biden. We'll get to the compassionate and empathetic Joe Biden. And we'll get to uh, the latest on COVID. <laughs> Breaking news. Doctors can't tell the difference between COVID and a cold or the flu. <laughs> Why? Did, how did I know this was coming? You knew this was coming. They, it's going to be tough. They're going to go into full COVID panic mode before the election next year. But even doctors are admitting that's going to be a tough thing to do. We'll get to that. And we'll talk a little football because uh, I know what I'm talking about. I went I went 0-5 on the weekend, so you can listen to me. <laughs> Ironhead is rolling now. No, you're not going to have a repeat from last year. But uh, some good games, some bad games, 
Uh, the Patriots go down in flames on Sunday night football. I'm not sure they're going to be a, a big tr- primetime attraction much longer, the Patriots, unless the country just wants to see them lose, and I'm sure they do. But last night was an ugly one. I'm going to give you the, give you my complete breakdown. We'll get to that and lots more, but first. Uh, 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 excuse me. We're proud to announce a new sponsor today, Vault U.S. Gold. Vault U.S. Gold is a new breed of gold dealer. They've been in the industry for years, and they hate the questionable sales tricks and tactics that some other dealers use. Vault U.S. Gold was created to offer fair and honest deals to their customers. What makes them different? Well, first, they don't pay their salespeople commissions so they can focus on helping you, not lining their own pockets. Second, your needs are a priority. They ask about your preferences, tolerance for risk, and ultimate goals. They create a custom written proposal that details exactly what you are buying and the current price. Few dealers are that transparent because they don't want you to see their huge markups. And if you're thinking of adding gold to your IRA account, this is the right team. They're specialists in gold IRAs. Give Vault USA a call at 833-511-4653. Mention you heard it on this show and you'll get a free gift. Or visit them online at vaultusgold.com. That's vaultusgold.com. All right. Well, uh, you know what? You know, I'm going to, I'm going to give you an update on the probes case every day. I'm going to look for it in the Vegas papers. I'm going to see how these, these punks are doing when they go to trial, see if they make bail, which is something uh, the proud boys didn't get to do, or most of the, or many of the uh, January 6th uh, rioters, they didn't get bail. Some of them spent two years in jail before even going to trial. We'll see if these two, two kids make bail. We'll keep track of that as best we can. But uh, I want to do this because, I was sitting here this morning watching the news, reading up, and I see this. Uh, I didn't. I guess I did tweet this out. Plane landing at uh, I think it's a JFK airport. Let me find it. There it is. A plane landing from Mirage Air. Mirage Air landing in New York, carrying a sanctioned president of the Islamic Republic, Ibrahim Rasi, who's complicit. This is a. Uh, let me see. This is a. Um, Tech, uh, tweet from um, a think tank guy. He says, uh, uh, Rossi is complicit in crimes against humanity in Iran, whose regime is trying to assassinate Americans. Rossi will be protected by the Secret Service. So today, we're going to get the five Iranians back, and we're going to give them five Iranians. I mean, we're going to give them five Iranians. We're going to get five Americans back. They're going to get $6 billion to finance, to fund terrorism around the globe. I love when... Uh, when uh, John Kirby, a cringe up here, says, oh, no, they can't use that money for terrorism. That's for humanitarian reasons. Well, the President Rossi immediately said, we will use it however we want. And who cares if they use it for a humanitarian reason? That just frees up the money from other places to use for terrorism. So it's it's idiotic. It's a terrible deal. Once again, Biden was, was uh, duped, was fooled, was used giving up its open season on Americans in hostile countries right now, because we now know the price. It's a billion dollars ahead. If they want to take you and sell you back to America, want more than a billion. It's a million, billion and a quarter per hostage. So go nuts, Iran and uh, North Korea and anybody else who wants to make some money because uh, Joe Biden, he's willing to pay it. Anyway, the plane lands, and it's obviously disturbing that the leader of Iran, who's... F- killed Americans 
uh, is now hanging out in New York City. He's probably heading, you know, getting a bagel somewhere right now. And he's going to go to lunch. He's going to go to the UN and he's going to be protected by the U.S. Secret Service. Uh, what, what a job. You're protecting the president of Iran. You know who the Secret Service isn't protecting? That would be Robert Kennedy Jr. This, again, is one of these stories the mainstream media will not touch. They hate Robert Kennedy Jr. They don't like that he's threatening their guy because they know their guy is inept, is incompetent, is senile, and they need he needs all the protection he can get. So any pressure Robert Kennedy puts on him, they don't like it. So they want Kennedy to step out. They call him a crazy conspiracy theorist. and He's a lunatic. He's insane. Um, he's not a serious candidate. Well, I get news for you. He's a thousand times more serious than Joe Biden. He doesn't lie every time he opens his mouth. He can read. He can speak. He can answer questions. He might not agree with them on everything, but he's uh, he's right on the big issues. He's right on the war. He's right on immigration. Uh, he's a much, much better candidate than the buffoon currently occupying the White House. Uh, but Joe, this is from Radar Online. It's, it was everywhere over the weekend. Uh, Robert Kennedy's demanding Joe Biden allow him Secret Service protection after an armed gunman arrested was arrested at a recent campaign event, near a recent campaign event. Uh, the incident took place at the Wilshire Ebel Theater in Los Angeles, where Kennedy was speaking at an Hisp- Hispanic Heritage Month event. The suspect, who attempted to identify himself, identify himself as a member of Kennedy's security team, was seen wearing two shoulder holsters with loaded pistols, spare ammunition. He carried a U.S. Marshal's lanyard on him and pretended to be a U.S. Marshal. They caught him. They arrested him. You know where um, this event was held? Two miles from the Ambassador Hotel, where John, uh, where Robert Kennedy's father, RFK Sr., was shot and killed in 1968. Two miles away, you have an armed gunman with loaded pistols uh, threatening RFK Jr. And RFK Jr.'s security team somehow caught him, stopped him. You can see the video. The guy, is it, he looks official. Well, he's kind of, kind of grungy, but he's got the lanyard. He's got the guns, the holsters. It's hard to believe that he was... Uh, <laughs> there to kill RFK Jr. Maybe we'll, there'll be an investigation. We'll learn more about the guy, but RFK has asked for secret service protection and Joe Biden has denied it. Now it's not hard to imagine a guy like this getting through security, private security and shooting RFK Jr. And doing it in Los Angeles, two miles from where his father was assassinated. And our president, you know, the guy with all the, Empathy and compassion says no secret service for you. That is insane. That is sick. They don't like RFK Jr. They don't like the fact that he's even running. They're trying to keep him off the ballots. You know, these people are always worried about all these threats to democracy, protecting democracy. They're working to keep RFK Jr., who's polling at like 10%. Uh, you know, about the same as Ramaswamy and DeSantis and maybe Nikki Haley. And they want to keep him off the ballot just to protect the corpse in the White House right now. It's sick. I uh, I wonder, what are we all going to say? What are we all going to do? Just say the guy didn't kill him, just took a shot at him, hit him in the leg. Would we say then you could have secret service protection? Or would they say, 
uh, the hell with this guy. He shouldn't be running. We need, we need to protect Joe Biden. That is just insane. Uh, there is, there's a tweet. Um, the policy of this administration is to, is to silence, arrest, or endanger all political opposition. That is true. This guy tweets Chase. That is true. They aren't, if Robert Kennedy Jr. were running as a Republican, they would get him so secret service protection, but they want to send him a message. We're not protecting you. You can risk your life to challenge uh, the, the, the corpse in the white house, the, the empty husk in the white house. And that's on you. And RFK Jr. has to spend his own money or his campaign money on security and hope guys like this don't uh, slip through the net and end up taking them out. It is. I mean, it takes balls to be RFK Jr. and campaign in Los Angeles without secret service protection. That, that is, that, that is not for the timid. I give him credit. He's got guts. He's got brains and uh, Democrats hate that. They hate people. They want just followers. They want people to fall in line well, to support. Yeah. When it comes to Democrats, brains scare the shit out of them. So like they can't go anywhere near those. No, he's, and he's, and he's got original thoughts. You've seen him do interviews. We saw him, you know, do what I've seen him do a bunch of Joe Rogan and Jimmy Dore. He doesn't have any notes. He doesn't have a te- teleprompter. He doesn't have a handler sitting there telling him. He can speak off the cuff. He did it with with uh, with Tucker for hours. He's got an amazing mind as he remembers things from the 60s and 70s that no one remembers. And he, he's got all these details in his mind. His voice is terrible, obviously. But he's an important voice. They should encourage this guy. Listen to this guy. Let's have an exchange of ideas. I don't know. Let's even have a debate. It's it's amazing that Joe Biden is you know running away with getting seventy percent Democrats, even though he's corrupt to the core, he's senile, he's an embarrassment to the country. And on the other side, Donald Trump is not going to debate because his lead's so big, and he goes on and uh, does these interviews, and they're uncomfortable. If you haven't seen, let's we'll do this. We'll do this. Um, uh, Donald Trump, to his credit, went on with Megyn Kelly last week for over an hour, and it was good. It was. Uh, feisty interview. She is really good at that. And then he went on with the, and, and she's, she supports him or she supports you know anybody who's going to challenge Biden. So it was, there was friendly moments. There was friction. And then he went on, went in the belly of the beast over the weekend with Kristen Welker. She's the new host of meet the press. She was a debate moderator in uh, 2020. She was there for one reason only, just like Chris Wallace to help the, the feeble Democrat, Joe Biden, make it through. She was the one interrupting when, when uh, Trump tried to talk about all the corruption in Ukraine and China with uh, the corrupt Biden crime family. She interrupted, says, let's get back to race. Let's talk global warming. Her goal, as always, was to protect the Democrat. She's the new host of MS, of uh, NBC, of Meet the Press. It'll be a disaster. She's no different than Chuck Todd, just another Democrat operative with a press pass. But Trump sits down with her, and it was also, it was good and tense, and there was some friction there. But he's just, he just struggles to find the words. He struggles to find the, the answer. And I'm afraid he's trying to placate everybody. This question, this exchange is about abortion. Obviously, this is what the Democrats are going to push. Kristen Welker, like all Democrats, lies, flat-out lies, and says Democrats don't support partial birth abortion or abortion in the third trimester. That is a flat out lie. She knows it, but they don't care. Jen Psaki did the same thing a couple of weeks ago, just said Democrats don't support it. 
Yes, they do. Almost all Democrats support no restrictions on abortion, including the president and the vice president. Kamala Harris did an interview last week where she essentially admitted she doesn't want any restrictions on abortion. You could have a due date abortion or as the former governor of Virginia, uh, Ralph Northam explained, you can have an abortion after the baby's born. Just don't give him medical care. That's what a doctor, a Democrat, a governor said. That is the truth, but the media is exists to lie on the behalf of Democrats. She claims that no Democrats supports abortion in the third trimester. That is a lie. Ayanna Presley, absolutely. Liz Warren, Ed Markey, absolutely support abortion in the third trimester. They support no restrictions on abortion, period. There's only five or six countries in the world where third trimester abortion is legal. China, I believe, North Korea, and the United States, um, at least in some states, now that Roe v. Wade has been uh, repealed. But uh, this exchange is so... (laughs) I don't know. Bizarre. It's bizarre. I don't, I don't know what Trump is thinking. He's got to clean this up before the general election because the debates, the campaign, the interviews, every one of these Democrats pretending to be media people is going to push this abortion thing and pretend the Republicans are extreme, but let's watch you make up your own mind. Go ahead. Mr. President, I want to give voters who are going to be weighing in on this election yeah. a very clear sense of where I think you stand I on think this. they're all going to like me. I think both sides are going to like me. Let, let me what, but what's let Mr. going President, to have to happen is you're going to have to... This question, listen, please. you're asking me a question. What's going to happen is you're going to come up with a number of weeks or months. You're going to come up with a number that's going to make people happy. Because 92% of the Democrats don't want to see abortion after a certain period of time. If a federal ban landed on your desk, if you were reelected, would you sign it at 15? Are you talking about a complete ban? A ban at 15 weeks. Well, people, people are starting to think of 15 weeks. That seems to be a number that people are talking about right now. Would you sign that? I, uh, I would, I would sit down with both sides and I'd negotiate something and we'll end up with peace in that issue for the first time in 52 years. Uh, I'm not going to say I would or I wouldn't. I mean, DeSantis would, is willing to sign a five week and six week ban. Would you support that? You think I, that I think what he far? did is a terrible thing and a terrible mistake. Okay. Uh, where to begin with this? I think both sides are going to like me is not an acceptable response to a question about abortion. That is not possible, Donald. You can't have both sides like you in the debate on abortion. You just can't. As I said, Democrats support abortion up to the due date. Mm -hmm. Republicans support many. I'd say the majority of Republicans support a ban at six weeks or even if it's 18 or 15 weeks, they support a ban. At some point, the vast majority. Um, Those are two. That is a huge divide on a very deep and moral issue. You can't say, I'm going to make both. So you're going to have what? Okay, we're going to have a ban in 15 weeks. Hey, are you happy? No, Liz Warren's not going to be happy. Ayanna Presley, unless you say you can abort the kid up till he's 12 years old, Ayanna Presley won't be happy. And and Warren and Markey and AOC, they won't be happy. And unless you say... Uh, you're banning abortion completely, then Mike Lee won't be happy. Other, you know, staunch conservatives. So you could say you're going to reach an agreement or a compromise, but you can't say both sides are going to like me. 
What kind of answer is that anyway? Who wants both sides to like you? You want to do the right thing for the country. And saying what to sanctus, what does the sanctus mean, by the way? What does that even mean? I still don't know. sanctus. I understand the sanctimonious. I understand you think he's sanctimonious, which he's not. But what does the sanctus mean? It's like the worst nickname. And so he signs a six-week ban. Most, I mean, every Republican believes in a, a, a ban at some point, whether it's six weeks or 15 weeks. And he says, terrible idea. It's a terrible decision. Okay, so every staunch conservative pro-lifer out there, every evangelical just heard that and said, what? So you think banning abortion is a terrible idea? Not uh, unpopular, not, you know, it's questionable. Let's talk about the issue of the mother or life of the mother, whatever. Um, a terrible decision to protect the unborn, he just said. Who's he talking to? I mean, who are you appealing to with that? It's amazing. It doesn't It doesn't seem to matter to him. It's just like you're talking about the debt ceiling or something. You're talking about some, you know, let's uh, change the name of a military base. You're talking about abortion. That's kind of an important issue to a lot of voters. And you're not ever going to make everyone like you. Not that you should, but how was that the goal anyway? Just a strange and bizarre answer. All right. And there was there was much there was a lot of better moments. He talked about you know the war and you know he talked about the Biden corruption and all the things he should have. And I do think every time he does an interview like this, he he draws a bold line between him and Biden, who Biden wouldn't even sit down with her, and she's a big supporter. Trump sat down with Megyn Kelly, knowing it'd be confrontational, and then a couple of days later with Kristen Welker, who hates him. Joe Biden wouldn't sit down with. Jen Psaki, he doesn't have the guts. He wouldn't sit down with Harry Sisson if he had was asked to. Although, you think Sisson's hair smells good? He might want to sit down with Harry. I think his hair probably smells like Biden's ass. <laughs> he, he would, Joe Biden today, if they said you want to do a half hour with Joe Scarborough, who, you know, fillets him every morning, he would say, no, he can't do it. So, yes, Trump gets credit for sitting down, going into the enemy territory, even though it was at Bedminster, sitting down with the enemy. That's what he did this weekend. For that, he gets credit, but not not for that answer. Sorry. No. Uh, let's quickly move to oh, this. So let's do this COVID story. Every time I see a COVID story, I know what Ironhead's going to do. He's going to be so proud. You, you just light I'm, up. I'm going to throw it right in your face that I didn't do it Yeah. This is funny, though. This is hilarious. This is from NBC. This is not from Newsmax. This is not from the New York Post. NBC, Araya Bendix writes, doctors say they're finding it increasingly difficult to distinguish COVID from allergies or the common cold. Uh, the illnesses past hallmarks, such as dry cough or loss of sense of taste or smell, have become less common. Instead, doctors are observing milder disease mostly concentrated in the upper respiratory tract. It isn't some, it isn't the same typical symptoms that we were seeing before. It's a lot of congestion, sometimes sneezing, usually a mild sore throat, said Dr. Eric Eiting from Mount Sinai. Uh, the sh- sore throat usually arrives first, then congestion, and they can't tell the difference between COVID and a cold. All right. So what? Treat it the same way. Stay home, take a decongestant, take a nap, you know, take a day off. Uh, Here's the thing, the next step everybody must do. 
Stop testing. No more sticking that sting, stupid thing up your nose. Don't test your kids. Don't test yourself. If you have cold symptoms, flu symptoms, take a day, take a rest. <laughs> You'll get through it. It's no different. It doesn't appear like common cold. It is like the common cold for most people. Not Maybe not the elderly. Maybe not the uh, morbidly obese. Maybe not the new spokeswoman for Dove beauty brand. But for most Americans, it is the flu, the cold. It is an illness to be dealt with, to be suffered through for a couple of days until you're back on your feet, just like the flu has been for our entire lives. The flu kills elderly people as well, vulnerable people as well. You protect them, absolutely. But you don't stop the world. And they're going to try to stop the world again. But hopefully, you know, when NBC, when you lose NBC, if you're the Democrats, uh, you lose an important ally in this attempt to go full COVID crazy again. But it's no different than, oh, by the way, throw the Empire State Building up there. Uh, as, as you think we've, <laughs> you think we've lost our way. The Empire State Building on Easter used to light up a big cross, you know, big cross to celebrate Easter and Christmas. Now they put up the pride flag on, you know, pride month and the whatever flag. The, the, you, <laughs> the Empire State Building is lit, in, lit up blue last night to celebrate Pfizer blue in honor of the new vaccine. What? A private company comes up with a new vaccine that nobody's going to take. Well, I should say nobody. No, no, nobody who's paying attention. No one who's not totally insane. No one who's not a Democrat is going to take their new vaccine. And they light up the Empire State Building to celebrate? <laughs> it's bizarre. I guess that's, you know, in New York City, People will take, I mean, not the immigrant, not the illegal aliens. They don't need to be vaccinated or they don't need to be masked. But everyone else there, all the big Biden supporters, they might be on board. They might think it's a wonderful thing that the Empire State Building is lit up to celebrate a vaccine. Even if it worked, is that reason, <laughs> is that reason to celebrate with by lighting up the Empire yeah. Yankees win, Mets win, Giants win, Jets win. Uh, right. New COVID shot. <laughs> new COVID shot. Let's celebrate. And everyone's like, what? I mean, who's getting this? I don't <sighs> think anyone ever. This this one's going to have less traction than the last one did. What if, what parent would take their child after all you've learned the last three years, even if it worked? So what? Let the kid get the cold. He'll get through it without any myocarditis. But we'll see how it goes. We'll see how it goes because we know, we know the Democrats are not, the media will not let it go. They're going to put, bring out the same doctors, that little weasel at Hotez, the same doctors will be on saying, yeah, you got to get your updated COVID shot. They'll bring out the celebrities and you know, Dr. Jill, another doctor will be saying, got to get your updated COVID shot. All right, let's, let's do Shay. And then I'm going to get to uh, our lost 35. Yeah. Our lost F-35. See, if, yeah, everybody should uh, head out now, look up in the sky, and see if you see a unmanned F-35. If you do, let the Department of Defense know. They're looking for it. And we'll, uh, we'll give you our uh, recap of the NFL weekend. But first. Uh, excuse me. 
As you know, Shea Concrete has a huge selection of precast concrete steps ready to be installed at your home. This is your spring project, people. If you're building a new home or remodeling or replacing an old staircase, Shea has great uh, values on designs that will fit your home. A new staircase can dramatically upgrade the front entrance of your home, giving you much better curb appeal. Make your front steps the talk of the town and do it now. Do it this spring. No reason not to. You know that removing the stairs is a pain. They're heavy. They're awkward. And where do you take them when you get rid of them? Shea will take care of all that for you. They Leave it to them. When they're done, you'll have a great-looking new entrance that will add value to your home. It's more than an upgrade. It's an investment. With one phone call, Shea will deliver a turnkey installation experience. In a few hours, you'll get a brand-new front entrance. Learn more at SheaConcrete.com and... While you're there, you can look for a job. Shake Concrete is hiring. Right now, they have between 15 and 20 open positions. These are career opportunities for all different types of people and skill sets. All you got to do is pass a drug test. That's it. Go to shakeconcrete.com. Right, this story is so insane. Before we get to, to, foot, to some football, this story is so insane. Um, the, the military, well, let me see if I can get the, uh, we got tweets from the Department of Defense. Um, this this from USA Today. Military officials are searching for a missing aircraft involved in a mishap off the coast of South Carolina on Sunday after a Marine Corps pilot safely ejected from the fighter jet. The pilot ejected and parachuted safely into North Charleston, South Carolina, about 2 p.m., taken the hospital where he's in stable condition. The pilot's name has not been released. The F-35B Lightning II jet began its flight from the Marine Corps Air Station Beaufort. The aircraft was part of Marine Fighter Attack Training Squadron with the 2nd Marine Aircraft Wing. Officials who are searching north of Joint Base Charleston um, said two planes were flying together, but there's no evidence that one interfered with the other. Authorities said the pilot of the jet put the aircraft on autopilot before ejecting. The authorities said that there's been no evidence of a crash. So let me get this straight. No evidence of a crash. And even if that were in the ocean, I mean, you got, you know, we got all kinds of radar tracking. You would know if it crashed. So you're telling me it's just flying around. How much fuel does it have? It doesn't say. But, and why did he eject if there was no crash coming, you know, imminent crash? It's just bizarre, and they're looking for it, and they don't know where it is. An $80 million jet is flying around unmanned, and the uh, United States, the military, the, the Marine Corps can't find it. <laughs> That's I, When they do, we're going to send it to Ukraine anyway, so who gives a damn? <laughs> there it is, missing. Missing. Everyone's uh, putting it on milk cartons and on trees like it's a missing cat. A missing F-35. $80 million jet, just, just missing. We're missing. Yeah. Can't find it. Can't find it. As everyone points out, we got pictures over the weekend of Lauren Boebert, uh, petting her new boyfriend in a theater in Colorado. He was petting her too. And that was uh, pretty they sick. Were pet, they were petting each other yep. and she was vaping and she got kicked out and that was a big deal. But, uh, we can, we can do, we can do that. We can find that. We can't, you know, find who left the cocaine in the white house. We can't seem to find who was at Epstein Island, but we can certainly see that uh, Lauren Bulbert was, uh, 
was fondling her boyfriend, who, by the way, is a Democrat who owns a gay-friendly nightclub. So, so there, Lauren Boebert. You know what? I'll care about that when they care about Joe see, Biden showering. See, with his she, daughter. she likes him for the person he is on the inside, not the things yeah. he pretends to be on the outside, Jerry. She's a wild woman, you know? She, she has got those eyes, those crazy eyes that I always used to run away from when you see a girl with those kind of eyes. You run towards I mean, them, you run towards those eyes in college, and then right after yeah, you right, avoid right. them like crazy. Yeah. I mean, I knew some friends that loved those crazy eyes, but I was always afraid of them. Just not because of that night, because of what might happen later, you know? They're not going <laughs> to... What, the best night of your life, Jerry? Yeah, run away from that. <laughs> the best night of your life, and then, <laughs> then it becomes, you know, fatal attraction stuff yeah. where you find your dog dead hanging from a tree in the yard. But yeah. Anyway, let's get to, oh, well, and do we have time to do Joy Behar? No. Joy Behar said Vivek Ramaswamy is dumb. He's dumb. That's all you need to know. Joy Behar. It's like Joy Behar saying, you know, Margot Robbie is ugly. <laughs> you don't believe her? Accusing Vivek of being dumb. Could be the smartest guy in the whole field and she is a moron, but uh, maybe we'll do that tomorrow. The NFL Week two, another disaster for the New England Patriots. Here's what I tweeted, and I'm serious. The uh, If you're on sports radio, your job is to make up stuff like make up big controversies, like QB controversies. So two mm-hmm. games in, they're 0-2, lost two games at home. They've lost f- all five games against Tua. Belichick is 0-5 against Miami quarterback Tua Tagliavola. Sure that was pretty that. close. I couldn't correct it, but I think that was, that was you close. You said fast, and you yeah. don't. Uh, but but uh, Mac Jones so far this season, sixty six for ninety six, four touchdowns, two ends, five hundred forty seven yards. He's six in the NFL in yards. He's good. He's not the problem. Not even close. They have a good quarterback, and it doesn't seem to matter. His skilled position players aren't good. His most reliable receivers, Hunter Henry, he doesn't have a playmaker on the outside. His offensive line is shaky. They are uh, in a hole already. Dolphins are 2-0. Their schedule is tough. They get the Cowboys uh, coming up in a few weeks who just destroyed the Jets and the Giants. Is that at home or on the road? Um, I don't know. Why don't you check? Why, don't you, why are you asking me questions? I thought you had it in front of you. I'll check. They got, obviously, they get the Bills, you know, and the Jets are not – I mean, the Jets quarterback stinks, but they get some playmakers and they got a uh, – a really good defense. So it's going to be a tough season and uh, Belichick will not be, will not handle it. Well, he's going to get so snippy with the media. It's in, it's in Dallas. So we're going to get killed. And, and you know what, you know, what's going to happen on sports radio. They're all going to talk about Mac Jones because that's what people that don't know anything about football. They just look at the quarterback and say, they lost. He sucks. He looked great. He was hitting everyone in the hands. They were just dropping everything. He stays in there and he gets hit. He's tough. He's clutch. Um, I'm clutch. I mean, he made he made the throw on the last play. Yep. To Henry, Henry, he wasn't on the money, but he was getting hit. And then Henry made the great pitch, the great lateral to uh, Cole Strange, the guard who fought hard for that extra yard and came up short. Looked like he had it to me, but the replay showed he was just a little short. What a what a play by the tight end. What a what an effort by the guard. But you know what? They still probably wouldn't have pulled it out. You know, they just don't have guys to go up there and make plays, at least not on offense. So it could be a long year, but at least, you know, you're not the Jets. You didn't waste a second pick in the draft on uh, Zach Wilson, who got his ass handed to him by uh, Micah Parsons yesterday. And uh, we got two Monday night games. Ironhead, excited about that. Two Monday night games. I love when they do that. Me too. I can't get enough. Last night, 
was, you know, it was into the Patriots fight hard. They fought hard in week one. They fought hard in week two, but Hey, they're tied with the Bengals now. Right. Both uh, my, my, yep. not only I go on oh and five, but I got the Bengals winning the Super Bowl and Joe Burrow winning the MVP. I, oh, my. I had uh, Aaron Rodgers as MVP. So I think you were more correct than me Ooh, and still have a shot. The- so that's not even close. <laughs> Aaron Rodgers, who's, uh, who, by the way, had a good shot to Keith Oldman, asked him if he got his fifth booster yet. And yeah. the answer, Aaron, is yes, of course. He's probably on his seventh booster. He's in double digits for sure. But he's but he's threatening to return by the Super Bowl if the Jets make it to the playoffs. But if the Jets make it to the playoffs, that means Zach Wilson's done okay, or whoever the quarterback is. He, but still. He looked great in that first half, like really great, to the point that I messaged Montante, and I was like, dude, I – I don't want to jinx. I think I said I don't want to jinx something, but I, Zach Wilson looks good, and then he had the worst second half I've ever seen in my life. Yeah, so. he's he looks. I mean, he's physically gifted. You know, he can throw, he can move, he looks the part. He looks like right out of a movie set for a quarterback. He just doesn't have the brain. He doesn't see the field. He doesn't anticipate the defense like, like uh, you know, like Aaron Rodgers or Tom Brady or Tua does. Tua looks so comfortable in that offense. That that's you know I don't know if you're dinking and dunking, but he loves those underneath those slants and those hooks, and he's uh, got some real weapons. Did you, Unlike Mac Jones, he's got some studs, and he knows where they're going. That is a damn good offense. Did you know he's got a uh, uh, arm mechanics just like Dan Marino? They didn't tell us enough, I don't think, last night. <laughs> Which I don't agree. Well, they both get rid of it quick, but Marino like to go down the field a lot more than Tua does. Yeah, I mean Tua, Tua did throw. He threw one up for grabs that. Uh, Christian Gonzalez picked off. Not a good decision. That was a great pick, though. A great pick. But when you have when you have Tyreek Hill, you got to take a few shots down the field, and he will. But he just looks so comfortable in that offense. He I, is. I needed Tyreek Hill to have seventy five yards. I would have. It was like one of those. Like this is a no brainer bet. It's it's going to win. He's, it, probably, he's probably your MVP. Uh, Tua right now. Two games in, we're picking the MVP. We'll do it every week. What the hell? Tua. Tua. Tag, go ahead. Say his last name for me, Iron Ed. Go ahead. over. Just a good thing he's got a catchy first name because yeah. Tua, he's good. He, he wins the battle of the Bama QBs, but the Patriots guy was pretty good too. Hate to break it to you. Uh, but anyway, we'll leave it there for today. And... Uh, uh, thanks to everyone for listening and commenting. Oh, look at all these comments. Guys, come back tomorrow. We'll come back Friday. We'll, yep. we'll read some of these and uh, we'll keep you updated on the case of the murder of Andreas Probst. His life mattered. Thanks, Ironhead. I'm Jerry Callahan. This is the Callahan Show, and we'll do it again tomorrow. God save the queen, man. Am I the only one here tonight? Shaking my head thinking something ain't right is it just me am i losing my mind am i standing on the edge of the end of time am i the only one tell me i'm not like the show leave a five-star review on apple and spotify Hi, it's Tony Marino, host of the Newsmax Daily Podcast, your daily news bulletin of Newsmax's top headlines, along with commentary from our hosts and experts. You can learn more about all of the free podcasts, including Newsmax Daily, Rob Carson, and Jerry Callahan at Newsmax.com slash listen.